Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello. (laughs) Okay. How are you guys today? Today it is Wednesday, February the 26th. However, I am currently sitting in my room in Bali on Tuesday the 25th recording this episode. So I'm recording one day before it's released. I thought my flight, I'm in Bali. I'm coming home on the 26th. I thought my flight was at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. And then to be able to like wake up and record and, you know, have a little morning before I had to be at the airport. But it turns out that it's actually 1 a.m. on Wednesday, February the 26th. That's my flight out of here off this beautiful island. So I'm not even going to be able to sleep in my villa tonight because I leave for the airport at like 9.30 p.m., which is just a couple of hours from now. So wow, I've been a little bit frazzled and confused on how I missed this whole detail so much, but like, this is kind of what happened. So I don't know if if y'all remember, but I was flying through China on the way here. So my flight path uh, coming to Bali and back was going through Hong Kong actually. Um, And all the flights in and out of Hong Kong and the rest of China have been canceled uh, due to the coronavirus. So my whole flight got messed up and Air Canada was amazing and they rerouted me through Korea. So I'm, I'm actually flying through Korea. But this all just kind of happened a couple of days ago. When I looked at my um, new scheduled itinerary, I for some reason my brain saw 1 p.m. <laughs> Thank goodness that I checked my flight schedule. I literally just checked it like this afternoon and was like, Holy shit, I'm leaving in the middle of the freaking night. I'm basically on a red eye going to uh, Seoul, to going to Korea. So, oh my gosh, this afternoon I have been literally like frantically getting my ideas together for this podcast, you know, packing, doing all the last minute stuff before I have to leave. Crazy. Anyways, that being said, I can hardly believe that a full month has already gone by. I can remember actually doing this very same thing four weeks ago exactly, saying I was jumping on a plane, going across the ocean, and now I'm literally about to do the exact same thing. (laughs) Uh, Crazy. So sadly, I am flying home. And for those of you who um, listen when the podcast drops immediately on Wednesdays, which thank you very much, I love my loyal listeners, Uh, You're pretty much my favorite. So those of you that are listening right now, I love you. Uh, I will literally be on the plane flying either to or from Korea and then home or through Toronto, then home. Yay. However, after four weeks of filling my soul and eating incredible food and connecting with nature and grounding myself deeply every single day and connecting with animals and breathing in the fresh air, experiencing new and exciting things and best of all, meeting new people and sharing in new culture has been the experience of a lifetime. Like I could not have had a better experience, even the bad stuff, even the crazy things. Like it was all just so unbelievable. Traveling solo, being in a country by myself, incredible. That being said, I am ready to go home. (laughs) And I can't believe I actually said that out loud. Very weird. But yeah, I am ready to go home. I do miss my family and my friends. And I miss hugs, like hugging people that I really love. And like, you know, I miss my dog. And I I don't miss the cold. I know there, there have been, like since I've been away, back where I live in Ottawa, there's been like some minus 30 degrees Celsius days which is like, I don't know what that is Fahrenheit. It's like probably like minus 10. It's in the minuses in Fahrenheit. It's really cold. It's been really cold. So I don't miss that. 
Um, but I am looking forward to like my routine and my job and my peeps, you know, like my people. Uh, I know some of my people are listening right now. So I'm coming home, guys. I miss you. <laughs> I can't wait to see everyone. Uh, but today I have to talk about Bali. I just have to. There's no way I cannot share all that has happened. I mean, I might actually make this into a two-part episode. I, I'm thinking out loud right now, and I think, I think one of the episodes, like today's show, will be sort of on the details of what I did, and maybe a later one on the lessons. Because I think I need to have a little bit of time to digest the lessons that I have learned here. It is, it is a place to come and learn, whether you want to learn or not. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll see about that. Only time will tell, but I believe there'll be a part two of Bali. Anyways, so why Bali? Why did I come to Bali for a month by myself? Well, for those of you that have never met me before, or maybe you're new to the show or new to following me on Instagram, I have a few uh, health issues that I have trouble with. One of which is Raynoid syndrome, which is like a, a circulation issue. So basically, I, I apparently don't have it that badly. And I, I, I really feel for those that have uh, severe cases of uh, um, Raynaud's, Raynaud, I call it Raynoids. It might be Raynaud's. I don't even know. <laughs> um, I, I, I lose circulation very quickly in my hands and feet. My skin turns like a white, uh, then, then like a black, like a dead there's a deadness to my fingers and toes. It's one of the reasons I don't ski very often anymore because cold temperatures really affect me. Um, so I lose circulation in my hands and feet even when the temperatures drop below 20 degrees Celsius. So that means uh, like 68 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm just going to say like mid, high 60s, low 70s, My my I start losing um, even in my house. So... Um, it's really challenging and the problem is getting worse and worse over the years uh, living in Ottawa, Canada, which is where I live. Um, it's kind of becoming stressful. The winters are stressful. The last three winters, to be honest, have been very stressful and I, I get so cold. I struggle to keep warm. Even in my own house, like I said, I have heated blankets. I'm surrounded by electricity and I just, you know, decided I... I went to Australia last year, Costa Rica the year before. I really love to travel and uh, I was in Costa Rica for like 10 days two years ago. Last year I was in Australia for like two and a half weeks and I was like, I need to go for longer. Uh, why not travel to Bali for four weeks this year where I can work remotely and give my body a break. Um, and that's it, that's plain and simple. simple. I wanted to get out of the cold um, and I intended to come here and work and live in the warmth so, needless to say, if you've been following me on Instagram, you have probably seen that this trip has changed my life. And that's not like one of those things I'm just saying. I actually mean it. Uh, my life is different. I feel different. I am different. Um, and I've done a lot more than just work and like live in the warmth. <laughs> now, I, I, I booked... Um, this trip several months ago and at the time I was going to go with my friend Allison um, we met well we've known each other for a while but we uh, were in Australia together last year and we travel really really well together so I was really stoked that she wanted to come to Bali as well oh and we we picked Bali like because it was warm and we felt as though it was cheap <laughs> that was the only reason why I, I was like this is the cheapest country. Let's go there so we can stay longer with our, our, we can stretch our dollar a little longer. She was totally down. But unfortunately she had to bail. She had to bail like in December. Um, but don't worry, she had a really good excuse because uh, she got her dream job and the timing of the trip just like wasn't gonna work for her with her new uh, career or her new role. So um, at that moment, I just decided to make the trip all about me yes you did hear that correctly all about me like i never do anything just for me <laughs> it's basically all i talk about <laughs> but yeah i was like i'm going to travel solo and make this like a spiritual healing trip and this was like once allison bailed like it kind of started to get a little scary for me like i was a little bit scared uh i've i have traveled solo in the past many times actually 
but for some reason, going to Southeast Asia alone made like the hairs on my arm kind of like stand up a little bit. So it's kind of like little, little like caution, not like a red flag or like anything. It was just kind of like very, I don't know, foreign. I've never been to Southeast Asia before in my life. So I was a little nervous. So I did go into this trip with like my eyes wide open, you could say. Um, and from the second I arrived <laughs> and I've been posting what I've been doing, I have received 47,000 million DMs from people looking to come to Bali. Okay. I'm not even joking. So many people are like, oh my God, Bali is just incredible. So why? Well, this is what I'm going to tell you right now. First of all, did you know, this is something I didn't know, but did you know Bali is geographically located on some sort of spiritual vortex? And I'm not joking. Google it and you'll find hundreds of articles on how Bali is like the center of this like healing energy vortex. Um, and it's a very spiritual place, whether you're willing to receive the healing energy or not. I kind of said that a little bit earlier, whether you want to or not, you're going to come here and feel something. Okay. And experience an energetic, uh, I don't know, pull. Maybe that's the word you're going to feel an energetic lift is another word. Um, and you might not be able to place like what it is, but it's just the island. <laughs> Bali is known for this. Um, it's also known for its beautiful culture, uh, spectacular nature and healing energy. Like there's so much healing energy just in the nature itself. One other thing I didn't know about Bali is that it's like nearly 90% Hindu which is completely different from the rest of Indonesia, which I believe is a Muslim country, but Bali is very Hindu and religion is deeply rooted at the heart of daily life. I, 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 I did not know that I was not aware of it. And it honestly took me a couple of weeks to sort of observe and open my heart to the rituals and the offerings and the ways of life here. There's actually been several festivals there's a lot of religious festivals in February and March here. And so I got to sort of observe this, um, the parades and the, and the parties. And I, I don't want to try and say any of the names of these because I will butcher them, but it was really cool to be a part of it from the outside. It was the, the community was very inclusive. Uh, they shared so much and it was very, very interesting. I mean, I am fascinated by anyone or any group of individuals who like dedicate their lives, their entire lives to something like religion or whatever it is, whatever they really believe in and dedicate their lives to. Religion, religions of the world are such a beautiful thing to learn about and explore and Bali is submersed in it. And it's it's actually, fa it's fabulous, it's fabulous. Um, also, this country is incredibly beautiful. I did mention that a little bit earlier, like the lush tropical forests with like world renowned beaches. It doesn't really get any better. You can, you're, you're a two hour drive from mountains and ocean. I mean, I think it takes like eight or 10 hours to like drive the entire island, but basically between one and two hours of the most psychotic, crazy traffic with 500 billion scooters um you could basically get anywhere on the island that was one thing that i was not prepared for anyone that's ever come to bali you know what the heck i'm talking about but the scooter life and the traffic is it's in it's a it's a culture on its own you can't they there is no rules i was speaking to my driver who i'll mention uh, a little bit later in the show but uh he was telling me that there's no speed limits. There's no rules. There's nothing enforced except for the occasional red light. You're not allowed to run red lights. Otherwise anything goes fair game pass whenever you want to pass. Like it is, it's, it becomes this crazy gang and it's almost organized chaos. 
the the driving here is an organized case because once you're in it and once you're driving with someone who who actually lives here like i was doing all month long you get to see that it's actually like a system of its own it's just so completely foreign and any i mean there's 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 women with their babies on the scooters with like a dog and a chicken on the back like ripping down the road there's like three kids there was like a man driving three kids and a wife on the back of a scooter like they're all crammed onto this thing it's like absolutely insane i could talk about the scooters for the next hour but i'm not gonna bore you (laughs) anyways okay the next thing that's unbelievable is the food baby my god is unreal everything is fresh and authentic and organic and it's insanely cheap to eat here uh we're talking like beautiful meals like i just had dinner for example i had like a vegan sushi roll and like a salad with a side of avocado and it was 16 canadian dollars i eat like two meals basically every time i went out because i could never choose uh and i actually you could be way more frugal i was not I was like in the middle class um, range, I guess. There's a lot of very expensive places if you want to go to like some of the crazy resorts. Uh, But I I think I was like right smack in the middle. You could also get a delicious chicken curry with rice, like you've never, fresh, fresh rice. You've never eaten in your life for like $6. Oh, it was friggin' oh, oh. My mouth is watering and I'm full. I just ate. <laughs> Anyways, so like alcohol, though, is a different story. I'm not actually drinking alcohol, nor have I had one sip of anything this entire trip. But when you're at the store, I have noticed the cheapest bottle of wine is like $40 Canadian. And I find that expensive. So I think booze is actually, and I've heard alcohol is, is quite expensive. To be honest, you can stay at like a three-star villa for $40 Canadian. So, I mean, to blow it on a bottle of wine, crazy crazy and lastly i have to say the people here the beautiful communities of locals they these people have really made this trip special for me i've got to know every single housekeeper um and airbnb host because they're just like we become friends like they're just incredible people uh all of the everyone's so accommodating everyone is just so lovely the, the people really make this country special. Like, if you thought Canadians were nice, you have no idea. This is next level. People are so nice. Now, of course, I, I understand that there is another side to people. Not everyone is, is, you know, always happy and positive. There are some, you know, solicitors and there's some corruption um, and there's more of a dark side to this country. That is something I was not exposed to and I cannot speak to it. I have no experience with it, but I do know that that is happening just to be clear. Okay. Okay. So I think I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm just really excited about this and I'm going to be bouncing ideas around like crazy (laughs) in today's episode. Like I'm just jacked. I'm jacked on it and my brain is running at like 5 million miles an hour and I don't know where I want to go here. Mm. But like I said, okay. I have received so many DMs, so I want to fill you guys in on some of the blanks with the trip and why Bali has changed my life and Wally, why, Wally, why Bali will change your life if you let it, okay? So when I decided to come here, this was back in October of 2019, naturally I started to ask people, I know how they booked their trips, right? Because you want to, you'd be like, oh, you went to Bali. What did you do? Where'd you stay? How much was that? Where'd you go? Is it safe? You know, I'm going by myself. I'm asking all the questions. And I reached out on Instagram as well. And honestly, the most common tip, and this is going to sound completely, this did sound completely outrageous to me. So it might sound outrageous to you, especially being a single female solo traveler was to not book anything in advance and see where the island (laughs) takes you, okay? I heard this over and over again. I was like, what? Like, this is the most insane advice I've ever heard. Completely insane to me. I've never gone anywhere in my life without sort of like at least a rough idea of where I was gonna sleep at night, ever. I honestly don't, 
plan like day to day when I go uh, on vacation at all. I like to kind of YOLO, but when it comes to my accommodations, I know where I'm going to be sleeping. So this advice was like, there's no way. Anyways, I had to roll my eyes a bit at first, but then it's sort of like, it's dawned on me that maybe, just maybe, I should listen to it. So what I decided to do was book uh, my first night at the airport. I arrived in Bali um, after 32 hours of travel at midnight. So I didn't want to be messing around trying to find an Airbnb in the middle of the night in a foreign country. So this was a really good tip from someone else that um, gave me, Dan Cooper told me, you need to just stay at the airport. Don't mess around, stay at the airport your first night, get a good sleep, you're gonna be exhausted, wake up and go from there. So uh, that's what I did. I booked my airport hotel uh, night in advance and then I decided that I was gonna book my very first Airbnb for the first week and that was it. That was my commitment to try to take people's advice. I was like, I'll book the airport and I'll book one week, done. Um, I honestly wanted to get a place that was super remote and safe and beautiful. When I arrived, I, you know, I've had an emotional holiday, new year. Um, I'm detoxing as well. I'm on, I was at the time I was on day 29 of my 90 day liver detox. Today is like day 56 or something like that. Like unbelievable. So I I wanted to make sure I had a place that I could relax and be alone and unwind and settle into like the new time zone. I wasn't like planning any excursions right away. I just wanted to like adjust and live and relax and kind of vacation a little bit. But anyway, so I booked my first place um, and I was really happy with it. Also, um, it is recommended to hire a driver if you're not prepared to live the scooter life. If you drive motorcycles at home and you're super comfortable with the scooter, I like it's there's no problem with that. Lots of people do rent scooters. For me, I'm an experienced driver and there's no fucking way I would drive a scooter at rush hour or try and find places. There's no like street signs. It's not like you can't like it's not any it's not the same as anywhere I've ever been in my life. So there's no way you would ever catch me on a scooter in the middle of a city. Um so I, I work with a friend, her name's Julia, and she's been, t- she was in Bali last year, and she told me, excuse me, her driver's information. His name's Kutip, and he literally drove me everywhere on the entire island for the entire month for like just over $200 total for the entire month, okay? So it's super well worth it. If you're going to go to Bali, hit me up. I'll give you Kutip's number. Uh, he'll treat you so so well he's amazing he's really trustworthy he would take me to the grocery store he would take me to the atms he booked like some things for me even he's very trustworthy he brought me to a restaurant on one of our longer drives and just like i went in and ate and he was just waiting for me like he was just so great i think he actually visited a friend first while i was eating but regardless he uses whatsapp everyone uses whatsapp in southeast asia like everyone So if you don't have WhatsApp, download it. It's an app. It's a texting app. If you don't know what that is, WhatsApp. Um, Like, I mean, I'm talking everyone uses it here for like food delivery. You can WhatsApp a restaurant that's like really busy and they'll just like, you can order food through WhatsApp and they'll deliver it to you. It's amazing. You can get your massages. People have massage services. Massages are so cheap. They're like 10 to $15 Canadian for one hour of like deep tissue. The spa services are out of this world. The manicures, pedicures, I don't do those things, but I see friends that have done them before and I see people in there. They're unbelievable. Like facials, all of the spa services are dirt cheap. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Anyways, I'm going off topic. See, I'm getting all stoked about massages and I'm like, oh, I wish I could have a massage before I left, but have like T minus two hours. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> get WhatsApp, bottom line, super easy. Uh, anyhow, okay, so getting back to it, my plane lands in Bali, stay at the airport hotel, get to my first villa in Bali and Beach. Now, I want to talk about Bali and Beach because it is an un- it's a very beautiful and it's a kind of like an uncharted, non-touristy surf town. 
lots of surfing. There is a town, so there are people. You're not like completely remote, but I stayed in the part uh, that is more remote, I guess uh, you could say. And it was oh, just oh, the best. It was the best decision. I remember getting to my Airbnb. I unpacked and I was just like, oh, I felt immediately at home. And that might have been the Bali like vortex. <laughs> but um, it was really cool too because randomly, and I say random, this is completely random. There was an Ottawa-based uh, yoga group that uh, were doing their YTT, their yoga teacher training, in Balian Beach at this Shala resort, like this yoga resort. And so we were like there at the exact same time. Such a coincidence. So cool. I, they invited me to a yoga class. I ended up meeting a lot of new friends there and uh, just just a wonderful little coincidence that like helped me feel a little bit more at home because I, I arrived at my first Airbnb and I thought everything was all good and then like literally within two hours this intense thunderstorm rolled in and the lightning was like right above me and around me it was so loud I got so scared I was so scared. I cried. I cried myself to sleep, you guys. I cried myself to sleep. I was alone. I was like, Alisa, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is such a dumb idea. You're you're so far away. Everything's so far and you're going to die because you're going to get hit by lightning and then, you know, someone's going to kill you. And I was like going to the worst places. I like barely slept that first night. I was so like emotional and like jet lagged and oh it was brutal and you know I woke up the next morning it was a beautiful sunny day I was in a I had a my housekeepers came they made me breakfast and it got really hot and really hot and this dog comes into my backyard and he's panting and it's really, really hot. So I, I went to the kitchen as a dog owner. I went to the kitchen and I got a bowl of water, cold water, and I put it down. And this dog came and drank the entire bowl in one sitting. And I was like, wow, he must have been really thirsty. So I just kept kind of filling up the bowl. Um, and the dog literally never left my side the entire time I was in Ballium Beach. It was actually eight days, seven nights. He, uh, I found out, was a local street dog, so he did not have an owner. He did have his vaccinations, however, um, and his name was Tiger. Now, he looked like a tiger. He had stripes like a tiger. He was he had this glow in his eyes you know tigers are kind of mysterious and and powerful and he had all the same sort of qualities and he would sneak up on me like a cat when i was like outside on a chair he would sneak up behind me and scare the crap out of me that's actually how we first met each other i i, I skipped over that part he's he i was sitting on a chair it was really hot he came into my my backyard and scared the crap out of me I scared the crap out of him because I friggin' blah, like freaked out and he jumped back and like we were literally best friends ever since. So he would get up, we would do our 5k in the morning, we would hang out on the beach. I ended up like, I ended up just falling completely in love with this dog. And you know, three or four days in, I, I mean, he would follow me around. So the locals were like, oh, you, are you like, he was, they were like, this is Tiger. Like everyone knew who he was. And I'd like to think that people, I, he, he must have been fed somehow. People would feed him scraps from the restaurants and like, I don't know, he would steal food and he would hunt on his own, I think. And because he was pretty in good shape. Like, I mean, he wasn't scrappy or, or thin or anything like that whatsoever. Um, but I ended up starting to feed him, which I don't know if that was a mistake but I, did, I chose to do it because I wanted to make his life easier, even if it's for one week. I started feeding him chicken and rice. Uh, I bought some dog food. I always had him, gave him water. And he literally was like just 
my buddy and I was healing with him and I was detoxing and he was just hanging out with me. And then he started bringing his buddies. And I was like, oh goodness. So now I'm feeding friggin' three dogs. Now I'm feeding four dogs. <laughs> Holy shit. But Tiger would always stay. The other dogs either had homes or other places to go. Tiger would sleep outside my door. It was the cutest thing. I'd wake up in the morning and he would just be so stoked to see me. I would like get out of my room and he was there. He was always there. And when I left that place, like Ballion Beach is an incredible little place. I mean, you, you, there's surfers come from all over the world and they stay at this little like surf place, but like the locals are, are, um, very genuine and they're just, it's not touristy. It's not touristy. So you really get the authentic feel right away. Um, and then with this dog, I mean, oh, my heart was just completely broken when I left Ballion Beach. I was bawling my eyes out. Like my housekeeper was there. She was like, and my driver, Katoot, was there. He like picked me up. I'm bawling my eyes out. I couldn't even breathe. I had to say bye to Tiger. I just felt like I felt so bad for him. I feel like I'm choking up right now just talking about him because he really impacted my life. It's crazy the connection I had with this animal and all the animals in Ballion Beach. Like there, there's chickens roaming free. There's cattle everywhere. There's I was I was like submersed in the animals more than the humans. I hung out and spent more time with animals that first week than I did with human beings, hands down, hands down. And, and that was a really special thing. I don't know if you guys remember, remember that cow that came in? Anyone that's watching my stories, there was like this cow that came into my backyard. He like busted the fence and like started eating like all the really nice plants. <laughs> so I grabbed like an umbrella and tried to get him out. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Like that's the way I lived. It was very simple. It was, it was beautiful. It was a uh, an unforgettable week really and it was a perfect way to start my Bali my four weeks in Bali so <sighs> it was hard for me to not rebook that Airbnb and stay longer but I really wanted to see the country and go to some new places so my next place was Ubud um, people call it Ubud Ubud it's it's spelt U-B-U-D so it's like Ubud I call it Ubud, okay? So if you're listening and that annoys you, I'm really sorry. <laughs> so you know it's like Ubud or whatever. Um, but that's where the, the, Ubud's not coastal. So you're inland, you're landlocked. Um, it's where there's that lush uh, jungle, okay? That's where the lush, tropical forests are really and there's caverns and ravines and waterfalls beautiful waterfalls in this region uh rivers uh monkey forests that's there's a this a monkey sanctuary right in the center of town which is incredible there's thousands of monkeys there you don't even have to pay to go in you i think you pay like 10 bucks to go in or eight bucks or something but you don't even have to because the monkeys are all over that region if you just kind of walk on the outskirts you'll see them um you can like run through the jungle you can experience the rice fields like ubuds where like the authentic like the a lot of rice fields you know those tiered if you google rice fields bali you'll see like the tiered rice fields that's in ubud are very very close to it uh ubud's unbelievable for the food and the temples oh I did, oh, I got to go. The, the yoga crew, they had a day off from their yoga teacher training and they were coming to Ubud to go to the water temple, which I ended up going to. I forget the name of it. Oh my gosh, that's so bad of me right now. It's the it's sacred water temple and I joined their group and we did this tour of the temple. We did the baths, we got bathed, uh, we got cleansed uh, through this Hindu water temple. It was it was a very very cool experience it was very um neat to open my my heart and my mind to something different um and i if you're if you're in the region i would definitely do the water temple you get purified you get cleaned and you pray for yourself and you detach yourself from thoughts like 
uh, I don't know, each bath, like there's, I don't know, there's 15 different baths and they all mean something different. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. You got to go to the water temple, okay, when you come to Bali, because everyone's going to come to Bali now. <laughs> uh, so Ubud was, it is very spiritual. It's very hippie. Um, hippie in like a good way, not necessarily in like a drugs sort of free flow no one cares it's a very spiritual hippie like a like a yoga gangster there's tons of yogis here um there's also tons of traffic <laughs> um tons of vegan restaurants the food is the, some of the best restaurant i arguably the best restaurants i've ever been to in my life are in ubud they're unbelievable so good um, there is a lot of tourism though a lot of parties if you're into like the party scene um, the social stuff that goes down every single night was unbelievable I didn't go to any of it I, I'm kind of boring I was like this grandma the whole trip I was in bed at nine I was trying to get my circadian rhythm really like good I wanted that natural sleep clock to really align because like I said I'm here to focus on my health and on me and staying warm and healing so that was part of my decision and I I set a boundary and I really kept with that boundary um and I also traveling solo I didn't feel super comfortable doing that so unless I was invited by somebody or I was with another person which did happen a few times within my trip I just kind of like stayed inside at night <laughs> so that was my decision you don't have to do that when you come I just wanted to do that um after Ubed I did this really cool thing so my driver set this up for me Kitu, he set this up uh I he to climb Mount Batur so he picked me up in Ubed in Ubed and uh drove me to the middle of nowhere and dropped me off at this hut in the middle of nowhere on this coffee plantation <laughs> So I'm staying in this hut and someone knocks on the door at three o'clock in the morning to come get me. I go with the guy. We go to the base of this volcano and hike it for sunrise. Awesome thing to do. You got, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing to do. It does cost like 35 bucks or something like that to do that with your guide. So well worth it. Um, they might try and hustle you. A lot of the tours, like, that's the thing. I got, because Katoot was so great, he, like, took me on some of these adventurous things. Um, and I kind of got, like, a locals rate. Like, I got sort of the back end rate. I didn't pay the high premiums that, like, these tour companies make you pay. So I, I basically, yeah. I was like a local for like five minutes, for like a month. <laughs> um, so I climbed Mount Batur volcano, watched the sunrise. Oh, amazing. Came back down. Katut was there. He had all my luggage. He had gone into my hut and taken my luggage and picked it up. He picked me up at the base of the mountain and uh, we were off. My next place I decided to go. I really wanted to go to the islands. So there's like there's a there's a couple different islands there's like the the noosa islands and then there's the gili islands and gili is like i didn't want to go there i wanted to do noosa and i decided to go to noosa la bongon so there's three noosa islands noosa panita is the most popular and when i come back to bali i will spend some time there uh i went to noosa la bongon i stayed at this like resort hotel it was the only time i booked a hotel uh, which I had found like two nights before I arrived and it was a really good price and it looked amazing. I was staying in this awesome cabin, like hut by the ocean and had air conditioning and Wi-Fi and all of the things that I need to like work and be happy. And I get there and it was, it was the hardest part of my trip. And we're talking like, this was like the middle of my trip at this point. I had, I was like two weeks in and Every single person at that resort smoked. I swear to God, this sounds crazy. And sorry to anyone smoking or listens to this that smokes. For me, I find it very offensive. And I'm not around a lot of smokers at home. I don't know any, like none of my friends smoke anymore. Uh, and 
Oh, and if they do, then they like excuse themselves or like, you can't smoke in restaurants. Whereas you can in Bali, there's still smoking sections. So at this resort, you can, from around the pool, people were smoking, at the beach, people were smoking, at the restaurants. It really started to get irritating to me. I hated it. Even the drivers were smoking. I started like getting like a sore throat a little bit. Like I honestly felt like I was smoking like five to 10 cigarettes a day. And I'm not kidding. I used to smoke and I'm not exaggerating this. That's, it was crazy how many, how many people were smoking at this resort. It's crazy. <laughs> so I ended up kind of hibernating a bit and I stayed in my cabin. Uh, the beaches were lovely, but I really, my spirits for the first time were kind of dampered they my spirits and my my thoughts on bali kind of changed a little bit because i don't know i just it really i didn't like that feeling and that vibe it was there was late night parties there was a lot of nudity and when i say nudity i don't mean full nudity i mean very skimpy bathing suits on men and women a lot of you know that instagram model sort of um vibe feel boobs out butt out and there is a there is quite a bit of that in bali i'm not gonna lie there is a lot of it's a mecca for beautiful people with stunning figures men and women uh however i just i I didn't i chose this place thinking that that was not what it was going to be like and unfortunately i just it was a culture and and a social club that I wasn't my thing. I wasn't there to do that. So I wasn't into it. So Nusa Labongan was not my favorite place. Yes, it was beautiful. Yes, I watched the sun set and rise every single day and it was unbelievable. There were some magical moments in there, but it was just kind of hard. So I wanted to get off. And when the day I left, I, I kind of, I kind of had this big release of, I don't know, I was of tension. <laughs> I built some tension when I was there. Uh, Asked my mom because I was talking to her all the time. I'm like, this place sucks. I'm smoking. (laughs) I I found everything to complain. I found every single reason to complain there, which I found really interesting. The day I left, it all released and let go. Also interesting. Um, And from there, I went to... Changu. Now, Changu is a really big city on the ocean. It's a surf city. And it was basically recommended by every single person I know. I have to go to Changu. It's amazing. It's the best place on earth. So I was like really excited to go to Changu. And I got this really cute Airbnb. And when I got there, I met the uh, Airbnb host. Her name was Shanti. And her and I were vibing. I loved her. She did a Reiki section on me. So she's a Reiki healer. And she um, introduced me to Kangen water. Okay. I said it. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to say it, but I said it. I started drinking Kangen water, which is an alkaline water there. She introduced me to it. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to try it. It's here. It's easily available. We can't get it at home unless you buy a machine, which is really expensive. So I was like, I've been interested in drinking alkaline water for a long time. So I'm going to do it. So I ordered some water and I've been drinking it ever since. And I freaking love it. But it takes a toll on the body. Anyone that drinks alkaline water or Kangen water, more specifically Kangen water than alkaline water, because there is some differences. But there's a detox period. It's it's, uh, similar to if you... Um, quit sugar or caffeine you get headaches everyone reacts differently for me I was on the toilet 24 7 for almost three days it was a mass release of this colon buildup I don't know crazy thing that happened to me I can't believe I just podcasted about that sorry guys (laughs) I'm not gonna stay there long that happened (laughs) And so my five days in Changu were really like two or three days, or it was actually five nights, six days, five nights. I really didn't have that much time to like explore because I was kind of tied to the bathroom. Um, It could have been the Bali flu too. 
It could have been a little bit of both. I did a poll on Instagram, and most people thought it was the Bali belly or whatever, but I think it was the Kangen water. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. I will also say Changu, not my favorite place. Not my favorite place at all. And the reason being is there was 1.7 million tourists 100% of the time. Yes, I am also a tourist, but it's annoying to go anywhere and have to wait in line every time or have overcrowded beaches. I would run along the water in the morning for sunrise and there would be hundreds of people on the beach at 7 a.m. Like we're talking so many people all the time. If you like that vibe, go for it. I like it sometimes too. I mean, it's not like I'll never ever go back to Chango. Now I just really understand what it's all about. It's like a surfer party, social town. And that's the vibe. Like everyone kind of vibes on that level. Uh, they also have Finns. Finns uh, is a, a beach club. F-I-N-N apostrophe S, Finns. They uh, are world famous, so I decided to go there one day, and I was like, I literally spent 15 minutes there. So much like naked people like gyrating and drunk in the middle of the day, and I was like, this is really not for me. I'm not judging them. Like I said, I have done things like that in the past. It just was not the, it was not my thing when I was there. So maybe it will be my thing at one point. I doubt it, but <laughs> it was a cool experience. I'm glad I went there and saw what it was all about. I can say I've been to Finns, but I will probably never be back. I don't know. So Chengu, like I, I had some really great restaurants there, some great food. I ran every day there well, outside of like the shitty days. Uh, it was really great running, very cool terrain. There is some rice fields and stuff like that, but I, I just... I, I had this calling. I, my next place, my, my last and final week, I was going to go to Iluwatu, which is a little bit south of Changu. It's a little closer to the airport. It's also sort of a surf town, as far as I know. I, I, I met this girl on Instagram. Uh, on Her name's Fiona Peters. I'm going to give her a big shout out because she lives in Iluwatu, and she was helping me so much. She's actually Australian. She was helping me so much with like choosing where to go and and what to do because she's been living here for so long and knows all the little ins and outs. Um, I, I just, I, I had this calling to come back to Ubud. I loved it. So I decided not to go to Iluwatu. And this is one of those things like, I'm happy I hadn't booked my accommodations already that I could flow and go where I wanted to go. And I flowed back to Ubud and it is probably my favorite place here. It is my favorite place. Like, I mean, if I could live here with Tiger, oh, it would be the best. <laughs> I, I immediately did my jungle runs again, got into that awesome food. We did some really cool things. I had a friend, his name's Stefan. He took some pictures of me. I met him in Valium Beach. And uh, I invited him back to stay at my villa. I got a bigger villa to work with me again. And... We ended up going to the waterfall and it was amazing. We went to this like hidden waterfall. There's not very many hidden waterfalls left in Bali that are not crazy tourist traps where you have to pay a bunch of money and wait in line and be with like a million people trying to like look at something natural. Um, so we went there and it was, it was spectacular. I also in Ubud, oh, this happened today. Today was one of the greatest days. Oh. I was with the elephants. I did this elephant mud bath situation. It was the most ugh, beautiful day. I, I hugged an elephant. I covered myself in mud. I covered the elephant in mud and we connected. <laughs> I fed it a million carrots. He loved me. I loved him. We're besties. I washed him. We showered together at a shower with the elephant. Oh, it was so cool. Very, very cool. And uh, something like they have a million excursions to do all the time. Another reason I love Katut is he just takes me and it's it. it you're saving a lot of money. <laughs> I saved a lot of money. So today I do feel like I had this crazy spiritual elephant moment this morning. And now I'm kind of like, holy crap, I'm leaving. And it's almost like not real like I cannot believe 
now I, I, there's only hours left with my feet on this island before I fly away. Uh, but like I said, I am ready to go. I, I, I do feel sad. But this very moment, me recording my podcast, with like literally two hours until I have to leave for the airport, not even, an hour now, an hour and a half, I, I haven't even packed. I'm totally, you know, stressed out. I have this like feeling because of like my terrible timing mistake. So it did feel really good to sort of recap and talk about Bali and all the amazing things that have happened. So thank you guys for letting me recap my trip. As I was talking, I was like actually making notes because I am already uncovering some of the lessons that I've learned from some of the people that I've met and like the people that have tested me here because that did happen. Um, how I've tested myself or tried to sabotage myself. Uh, and it wasn't all glamorous. It wasn't all glamorous. There were some really dark times. Yes, those shitty days were really bad and the smoking was bad, but I also went through like this bug apocalypse. I had to say bye to my bestie tiger. You know, there was some adversities and it was beautiful. Some beautiful adversities. It was all meant to be it was and it was very it was a very unique and special thing to experience on my own i have to say you know the learnings that i i was that i i'm marinating in right now of what i just did i just traveled for a month in a foreign country by myself and it's so empowering and i'm i just i'm giving myself a big hug how about you guys Oh, feels good. How about you guys give yourself a big hug too and tell yourself how amazing you are and how you can do anything and tell yourself you love yourself. I'm going to do it right now. Elisa, I love you. And I love all of you listeners that are listening right now and have kept with me and are enjoying my stories about Bali because, oh my God, I could talk about them forever. <laughs> it felt so good to recap. <laughs> and I do, I can't wait to share more of my uh, uh, photos because I've got some really cool photos. I've got some great uh, blog topics. Um, and if you don't already follow me, please go ahead and search at Elisa Curry Lowitz on Instagram. Give me a follow. Let's connect. Shoot me a DM uh, and, and let's connect, okay? <sighs> Big breath. And with that, that is all for today. I'm going to go speed pack and get the hell to the airport. <laughs> if you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow the show on Spotify and share on your social media. Please, please, please. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.